right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And man, do we have a special, special treat today. Fired up, man. Podcast goes a different direction today, you guys. We have a very special guest. You might have seen him on TV. He's been on all kinds of shows. Man, this guy's a fabricator. He's an engineer. He also is just an incredible guy to know as a friend and personal, well, icon of the industry. The one and only Kevin Bird. Whoa! And the crowd right goes crazy. Great to be here, Willie. Thanks for having me on the show, oh, man. man. You're a great um, guy. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Thank you. I hope you appreciate that big grandiose intro. Um, but today we're, <laughs> we're, we're kind of stoked because we're going to talk about one of these projects. So Kevin and I are fortunate, right? We love cars. I've always, you know, been blessed with, you know, having you know, a lot of cars to work on, play with, you know, just growing up in that sort of world. You know, for me, it started at a very young age, Kevin, same, and we just always adored cars. And he has taken a likeness, you know, love him or hate him. Mustangs are, that's, that's Kevin's jam. That's his fire. That's his straight, that's his go-to. But sometimes, man, you, you just got to put, you know, brand loyalty aside because all three manufacturers from back in the, in the day, you know, you know the big three, right? They all were coming out with cool stuff. They all had their own crowns and thrones and were kings of the pavement and asphalt in their own regard. And if you haven't seen the Ford versus Ferrari movie uh, or, or had any history about Henry Ford, the man was just iconic. He's legendary. Um, and it's just cool that uh, and he's really taken a love and s- sincere passion of car building uh, to that Ford Mustang platform in a lot of different ways. I mean, he's taken it to a BMW platform as well and that Chevy LS love. But this is something that strikes a really cool chord with Kevin because, you know, to get Kevin excited about old hot rods, you're going to have to do a couple things. You're going to have to put a modern drivetrain in it. 
guaranteed. <laughs> it's going to have to, right, have all kinds of suspension because the man likes to wheel. That's his thing. And get him behind a car that he can wheel. And I'm not talking where you're held back by the, the guys and, and restrictions of you don't want to jack your car up. I'm talking about a car that you can straight get out on. You can wheel in with all the confidence in the world. And that comes with some ramifications, but it's okay because you got that car, right? And on top of Amen. power and, and it's got to be able to handle the suspension, it's got to be able to have Kevin's name on it, you guys. And let me tell you, some people are okay hopping in and out of, you know, in and out of parking lots, car shows, performance, you know, things like a quarter mile racing, eighth mile racing, autocrosses, time attacks. Some people are happy getting out of the car and it being a little janky, a little jacked up. The doors may not shut quite perfectly, has a little hitches, giddy up, it squeaks, rants, raves. Uh, and let me tell you, that's not Kevin. When he shows up at the track, his his car is going to be on point, and you're going to be able to you're going to be able to sit sit there and stare at it and fight, literally fight to come up with something to hate on it. Pick anything, pick the paint, pick the stands, pick the tires, wheel combo, pick the interior, exterior, pick out the handles, pick the power. You can't knock nothing on a Kevin Bird build, and that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> Man, that's an intro. I don't know if I'm going to be able to live up to that. <laughs> it's true, bro. It's true. I'm going to try. I'm going to stand on this stool over here and, <laughs> and see if I can get high enough. Well, I'm around you to, enough to know on your own personal stuff, man. There's there's an expectation that you have with with everything that you put your, your hands on and your signature on, right? It's one thing to work on friends' cars and help them. It's another thing to you know do the things that we enjoy and love doing or very passionate about on the show. But when it's yours... There's a certain ownership and an expectation, and I think you set that bar extremely high, and you never disappoint. So you have stumbled upon an amazing car, an amazing platform, and man, you know how some people are destined to find their Eleanor or their little dream or that, that one perfect fit that brings the puzzle completely to fruition? That was this car for Kevin, and how he came up with it, what he's doing with it, and the direction he's taking it, all of which you're about to find out here in just a second. Man, it is so cool. Dude, you got to be really, as car builds go, this has got to be exciting for you because this is going to be your, your baby. This is going to be your warrior. This is a car that's going to represent you out on the street and being able to take that abuse and beating but still show, you know? Yeah, it's going to be a ripper, man. I'm excited about it. And, and as you mentioned, you know, each project I go in thinking, oh, man, I'm just going to do this, you know, like <laughs> take it to this level. That'll be good enough, you know, and then I just start working on it and it just kind of ratchets <laughs> up a little bit and ratchets up a little bit. And, you know, when you get certain things done and it's done super nice, super clean, you're like, oh, but this other stuff now looks really, as you said, janky. You know, because yeah. all the work over here is good. So, you know, I'm going to try to contain myself because I really want uh, just a mean driver. It's a 70 fastback. Uh, it's fairly clean, but I'm going to call it a patina car because uh, it's not perfect. But I want to try not to paint it so I can just take it everywhere, rip on it hard, not care. Uh, but it's going to be a driver, just a full on driver with all that stuff that you mentioned, man. The yeah, modern powertrain, killer suspension. You know, all the gears, all the right stance. Uh, so, yeah, let's take a break. 
and we'll come back, man. We'll dive into this sucker. Can't wait to get at it, man. It's Two Guys Garage Podcast. He's Kevin Bird, Mr. Mustang today. That's what he's going to be known as. Uh, I will be. We're back after the break. Hang on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Mr. Mustang. Dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun. I am Willie B, and this is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. Today we're talking about one of Kevin's really cool builds. And this is a really cool build, how he got the car, how it fell into his lap. And when Kevin says driver, you guys got to understand, it's not like Kevin to build what we most oftentimes think of a driver. Driver is a car that... You know, you could beat on a little bit. You don't mind necessarily putting it through a condition that may put a scratch or a little ding in it. You hate to see it, but, you know, you swallow that under the guise of this is my street car, this is my warrior. And sometimes when you go into battle, you come out with some scars, but that's what gives the car a personality. That's what he called it patina, if you will. Um, but it really gives the car a life of its own. And when you have these drivers that you don't mind throwing around a course or actually taking out on the street, then guess what, man? That car represents you and everything that you're, you're about in the car world. And for Kevin, man, the platform, we should start there. It's not like he was looking for it. But sometimes destiny is filled when you're, you know, when you're least looking, when you're not out there searching, but when you just happen upon a deal you can't pass up. Yeah, well, that's that's how this one landed. So I, you know, I'm a, I'm a medium Mustang fan. I don't I don't like all of them. I'm not, you know, fully uh, drinking the Kool Aid, but I do love the sixty five Mustang two baby Mustang two. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> I do love a sixty five sixty six fastback. Uh, and I picked yeah, up true. a shell a few years ago. I'm going to make that one super nasty uh, and off the charts. So that one's going to be one of my long builds where I just really get to push myself full on engineering, re kind of rethink how a car goes together. Uh, but, you know, I love the 69 and 70 fastbacks. And my first car was almost a 70 fastback, you know, a family friend. I uh, had one for sale, went with my parents. I was only 15, had a lot of cash, and I was mind blowing. I'm like, 70 fastback, Oof. man, this is it. This is going to be the coolest car ever. And, you Come know, on, we, mama, let me have it. Let me have yeah, it. Yeah, we took it to, you know, a mechanic to look at. And, you know, he had this long list because, you know, it's, a, it's an old car. Had this long list of stuff. And somehow they talked me out of like, no, we're not. No, that's just too much. And you're only 15 what? and whatever. And, oh, man, it's the one that got away, right? Oh, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, all my life, I'm like, man, someday I want to pick up a 6970 Fastback. That would be awesome. And I just happened to be on Facebook Market, you know, a few weeks back, and uh, boom, this one popped up. And as you mentioned, right, I don't, as a driver, as a ripper, as a full-on track day car, right, I don't care what old suspension's under it. I don't really want the old motor and transmission, right? So to me, it's like, you know, if I bought one, I'd be probably spending some money on that, and I'd have to try to hawk and sell some of that stuff or just chuck it away. So this one actually fell in my lap, man. Well, and, and what you failed to mention, bro, is your 
your perfect scenario was a car without a drivetrain yeah. was was a car that was open was a a blank canvas so to speak and that's what you happen to find sometimes destiny just you know fills that void there because here's a car that needed a drivetrain put in it um and was open kind of like a the canvas that you kind of wanted um and it made for an an easy opportunity because most guys know if they're going to sell a car like that they're going to lose money on it so you're able to get in on the car at a good price yeah because uh the guy who bought it or the guy i bought it from uh i think he inherited or bought it off an uncle who would drag race it so it's a pro street kind of setup for a long time uh you know so i don't know if i had a big cleveland in it or whatever else it had a bunch of, um, you know, basically pro street drag racing stuff, right? It had uh, aluminum tubs in the back. You know, unfortunately, everything was just kind of pot riveted together with aluminum rivets. You know, he had his own kind of cage and homemade suspension and, and whatnot in there. But all that was kind of already getting cut out. And I didn't want any of it. It was great. So it was just a perfect shell. Uh, you can't see it here, but the paint is really nice, man. It's a kind of a candy blue again you can kind of see a little bit better on the hood there but a candy blue it's got a good pop it's going to clean up nice a couple scratches here and there little imperfections perfect man that means i can drive it anywhere and like you said a blank canvas to start building up all the important stuff right everything underneath and cleaning up and making a nice interior so you can put the friends the fam and kind of take it anywhere a daily driver hot rod that rips yeah, man, that's a dream come true for a lot of people. So where you start, and obviously with the canvas somewhat exposed, probably the first steps are just cleaning up what is no longer needed. A lot of the old drag racing stuff, a lot of the old, you know, stuff that was probably homemade and probably uh, maybe not up to par with what you're looking to do with the car. Do you start just by kind of clearing all that stuff out of the way? And, and what do you do next? Yeah, so there's a lot of remnants there. There's, uh, you know, stubs from roll cages and, uh, the home-brewed suspension, and it looks like he probably had some kind of four-link under there at some point. And a little bit of, the front's super nice and clean. The shock towers are already cut out. Um, so I'm just going to keep going from there. We'll do a full IFS front, you know, modern suspension. And in the rear, uh, cut up a little bit more than I'd want, right? Some of the structure in the rear frame rails, some of my reference points to put the new suspension in are a little bit shaky. So... Like you said, kind of go through, clean out all the stuff, see what's there. And now I'm starting the rebuild a little bit on that back end. So I got a really clean structure, uh, which then I can modify and put the new suspension in. So you can kind of see now, right Are you going here. solid axle or uh, independent rear suspension? Yeah. You know, I went through all the different uh, suspension options on Mustang and my 65 fastback, I'm going to go crazy wild on it. I think it's going to be more of a, like a C6 Corvette base front and rear, uh, independent okay, rear torque tube, yep, torque deal. tube transaxle. Okay. So it's going to be a little bit wild, a lot of engineering. This one, I kind of wanted to do a quicker build, you know, what is out there? What's kind of state of the art, uh, so I can get it built and driving instead of like a five year project, you know, that something that drags on forever. I want to get out there and Bro, I don't want to rip. It took me longer than that to do my wide body. So, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm still saving my money right now to finish the interior. So I completely understand, man, an eight, nine-year build is uh, just wears on you. Um, and it's just, it's trifling, man. It's, it's just horrible to go through. So something you could knock out, you know, it, you plan on having that on the road, like in, in a few months. So are, are we looking at a solid axle? Um, 
some sort of four link setup. Yep, yep. So uh, after kind of looking at everything out there, and we've had we've had Kyle Tucker from Detroit Speed on a couple times. We've got to pick their brain. I've I've, I've eyeballed their stuff for years. I finally just pulled the trigger and got everything ordered. So I'm gonna do uh, Detroit Speed front and rear, and they have a nice setup where not only do they have the suspension, but they've got the frame rail connectors that all kind of tied together. They've got some stiffeners, and uh, I'm gonna do the rear tubs. Uh, I just pulled out the aluminum ones back there that were all kind of riveted in, drag race style. So I'm gonna do it all in steel, make it nice and clean. Again, rebuild those rear frame rails. Uh, so it'll be a good platform where we've added a lot of stiffness to the chassis that's going to make the suspension work any be even better. So, yeah, it's going to have a 9-inch uh, four-link in the rear, an IFS front. Yeah, man, and you guys don't understand with those wheel tubs, he's going to allow a big, you know, you can get a 315, 325, 335-size tire in there, and you can set it all <laughs> up going. inside those wheel wells, and that way it sits right down on the rim, and that way the stance is just sickening. And you got to admit, every Matchbox car, Hot Wheels car collector, we've all seen those Hot Wheels with the with the Mustang, and it's sitting on that really cool rim. Like those cars look really cool. It actually gives them a much wider looking stance aesthetically, even though you're not you know you're not moving the fenders. It just makes the car look that much wider, you know, aesthetically. It's a cool little move, and one that really sets that car apart. Yeah, I'm going as big as you could stuff tires into this thing. So it's going to have 345 rear and 295 fronts. Damn, yeah. that is, yeah. that's a shoe, bro. That's a shack shoe. Damn. That's going to have a lot of tire under this thing, man. 345s in the rear. And you said 295s up front? 295s in the front. That's, that's a what big most tire. people have for the rear. <laughs> I know. Yeah, man. Wow. I know. So yeah. that's, that's a big, big tire. Wow, that's going to look crazy. Now, obviously, when it comes to Kevin, you guys, let me tell you, the man, you, you may think on the show, like, I'm the one that loves power, but trust me, when it comes to a power plant, when it comes to what type of transmission, Kevin is, is, man, he's all kinds of boosted love. The man, I know for a fact, has got his eyes on some sort of boosted setup, we're talking big power, modern drivetrain. Uh, is is it going to be something that you know upwards of you know a thousand horsepower? And I just I just feel like knowing Kevin, this thing's got to. And this is going to seem weird for some people listening. It just it won't seem to fit the 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 puzzle. But I feel like it's got to have a manual six speed or that that five speed transmission in it. Um, let's take a break and find out when we come back what you're working with, man. Um, have you got a, have you got all those pieces ordered yet? Uh, I got a lot of stuff coming, and and uh, this one, and we'll hit the break here. This one, I'm just going ahead and commit. You know, I'm gonna just hammer the bank account, you know, and I'm gonna get her done, right? So, I'm just gonna start writing a bunch of checks, and I'm gonna tell myself that you know, if I build it right, because these things are classics, if I build it right. It's kind of like putting it from one bank account into another bank account, one that I just can't spend right now until I sell it, <laughs> you know, somewhere 20 years down the road. Yep. I tell myself the same garbage. I understand fully. I'm totally committed with you. All right, we'll take a break. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast with special guest Kevin Bird. All right, we'll be back after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird, and I am Willie B. And today, our special guest, the one and only 
dun 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 builder extraordinaire, uh, host of Two Guys Garage, Kevin Bird. Uh, Kevin, hey, thanks for joining the podcast everybody. today, man. We thank you so much for your time. I know you got a busy schedule. Um, now, now, Kevin, when it comes to that 70 fastback, um, you happen upon us, catch everybody up, you happen upon this crazy deal. The canvas happened to be perfect for what you wanted to build. Something that didn't have an engine, or at least the engine was out of it. Something that you didn't have to worry a lot about the suspension or what was previously done because you're going to rip it all out anyway. So as long as it had paint and represented itself fairly well, you were money. And that was what you found in a really nice shape, nice condition. You bring it home, you start tearing it apart, clean it up. Now let's get to where your dream goes from cleaning up to building up. So you got it. Mm. Looks like about to go on the jig. Um, yep. The reality all, part, yeah, the hustle getting, part, the yep. elbow grease part. Yeah. <laughs> getting all the steel mocked up and how you want the stance and the tubs and everything to, to you know, look aesthetically. But let's talk about what you have, uh, sort of in your mind. What your scenario is. You said you ordered a bunch of stuff. You said you're going all in. What is that powertrain? What is that? drivetrain and uh what's gonna be powering those big massive 345 uh size tires underneath that car well as you mentioned um and as you were predicting uh you were spot on so the 65 fastback as i mentioned my other project the long-term one that one's gonna be overly nasty just overly just wide body just everything a little extreme so okay. that one's got the, you know, about 1,100 horse motor going in it. This one will be close, but I don't have to push it as hard. It's going to be that all around just badass, okay. you know, I don't have to over the top it, but when you check it all out, it's all just kind of right. So yeah, it's going to have probably a blower on a good mod motor. Um, so nothing too exotic, but yeah, the eight, 900 kind of uh, mod motor build, uh, you know, if we can push it up to a thousand pretty easily. But I think eight nine hundred on that tire would be great on a track, bro. Absolutely. But nowadays with those three Whipples, man, those three liter Whipples, True. dude, you could you could smash you could smash twelve hundred, a thousand to fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred is all day every day nowadays with those three liters. Uh, it, it's amazing. You know, we've seen just over in the last couple of years they go from the twenty three fifty to the twenty six fifty, then twenty six fifty plus. Now those three liters. Man, those things, dude. You could slap that on mm -hmm. on that on that power plant. Really, I'd say easily, you know, take that number to a, a 1,100, 1,200, and and do so without losing drivability, which is the insane thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think the first goal is to kind of get uh, everything cleared away, carved away, get the room for the mod motor, get the motor mounts in, get the exhaust in, get the transmission drive line, get that baby fired up. And then kind of, you know, in parallel, I can start thinking about, uh, you know, how much do I want to drop into a motor? Do I want to pull it apart? What kind of goodies do I want internal? And what kind of blower to sit on top? So that when it all kind of comes together, the big, the big power is yeah. there. Don't you have, I believe you got, like me, I tend to get rotating assemblies or heads or parts and pieces. And then when it's go time, when I'm ready to assembly, I got everything kind of there um, on point. You've been collecting some parts for a nasty little, you know, secondary engine uh for a while i think you got some good pieces to start with yeah like i said I, i've got you know and if that 65 is going to take a while maybe i drop in that you know 1100 horse 5.2 with the blower on it and just rip on that thing for a while uh and then i could you know take it out and uh you know 
build a new power plant for this one. So I got a couple options and I've got, which could be fun too. Um, you know, th this car could be fun to play around with. I've got parts and a few more to come together and I could build a flat plane 5.2, you know, a GT350 motor. So, you know, that's NA, yeah. that'd be like 550 horse NA. And I don't think that'd be my end but goal. That's, that's a sick, but yeah. you know, that'd be a, a definite awesome driver in a fairly lightweight car. And I think what would be fun to do maybe even is play around with the exhaust sound. Cause that five, two, it, it definitely can sound like a Ferrari, you know, and it's not like I want it to sound yeah, like a Ferrari, yeah. but I mean, you can make it sound incredible and different than it sounds in the actual GT 350 Mustang. And a lot of that's just the, the headers and the tuning links to make the sound that they couldn't package. Uh, and I don't know if they wanted it to sound like a Ferrari anyway, oh it's God, got its man. own unique, but uh, it would be cool to make a sound out of this thing right, that right. just but a flat reams, uh, right? 8,200 yes, RPM, 8,400 RPM. A flat plane crank, dude, 8,000 RPM, dude, singing like angels, baby, out of a out of a 70 fastback, especially with that bright blue with some crazy stance. Dude, that would be, that would be a straight savage and not something you see um at all out there you know you see a lot of big blocks maybe some some you know um new mod engines on in some of these older mustangs but never something as dynamic and as dynamic sounding as that could be with really just a wicked cool potential especially i know how you like to mm -hmm. tweak on the headers and the curves and get all those those angles flowing correctly and um all that those timing sequences of and events when those things are tuned perfectly god that thing could really sound spectacular it's got to be a goal for you on this build I, I think it could be fun and maybe that's you know maybe that's the motor i put in it just to to play around with for a while you know get everything shaken out have some track days in it dial the suspension in and just enjoy that in incredible sound uh and then if i'm itching a little bit maybe then uh, the blower motor drops in there and i just go full bore on the power uh stainless headers so i mean that's really what it's going to take is to get uh you know the header lengths correct and equal to make that uh, beautiful sound and then a little bit of the exhaust design as well but i got all the recipe uh and i think i could make it package no problem so it might be fun to just rip around in that for a while you know yeah turn some heads absolutely okay now i'm, I'm guessing knowing you this thing you know, as crazy as it, it could be with an automatic in there, I'm thinking you're going, you're going straight man stick. It's got a third pedal down there, and it's uh, it's go time on a road course. Oh yeah, man. Um, I'm really eyeballing. I think both of us have been super geeked up to get our hands on that uh, Trimic TKX, that five speed, because we've been yes, we've been yeah. uh, six speed fans forever, right? What an amazing box. I mean, I don't think you can get anything better in a manual for uh, some big muscle stuff, right? It's in all the, you know, the older GT500s and, um, you know, high powered stuff. And um, whether it's a Mopar or Chevy, right? It's the box yep, of choice, yep. but you know, it is big, it's heavy. Um, and this new five speed's got all the same guts and internals and strength and high speed synchro shifting capability that um, I think that's the one to try out, man. You know? Yeah, that's a that's a just wicked savage, just wicked addition to any sort of God. I'm imagining that that you know sort of TKX behind a flat plane crank, high pitch, eight thousand five hundred RPM engine, singing in a seventy Mustang, dude. That 
Uh, that's that's movie that's movie characteristics right there, man. That's a uh, that's a cool note. When now, obviously, timeline on this particular build, this is something everybody battles with, man. Whenever you're building a car, for most people, you know, you look at that timeline, and there's been builds where you know my timeline has been crunched. So I hurry, 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 uh, and try my best not to, you know, forego any sort of thing that may hurt me or harm me down the road. But um, with you, man, I imagine. You know, timeline and, and sort of the sequence of events that needs to occur, you you got to be in third gear, full court press, and uh, literally tweaking and turning and burning metal on this thing fairly fast. Yeah, I'm trying to get into a roller state pretty quickly. And, and I got some challenges because the back end, like I said, um, put a lot of drag race stuff, carved out a lot of structure. And um, most of the metal is in really good shape, which is awesome. But a lot of structure, a lot of the... Um, reference points right i need to put in the detroit speed are kind of chewed up hacked up torched you know boogery welded um so i'm having to able to um carve all that out and i've got my frame jig i'll show you over there my frame jig sitting under the car so i'm just getting all as much out of the way before i really cut the last pieces of structure and i don't want the car to sag or bend or buckle so I'm going to get it sitting on my frame jig nice and square. And then I can make sure with the frame jig, right? The front and the rear are nice and square and level to each other. Squared and up. then when yep. I put the new suspension points on, you know, as I'm welding and drilling the holes, I can measure off my ground plane and make sure that the new yep. stuff yep. Ride height and all that is stuff. Yep. on par. Same way I did on my old, my wide body. Yeah, man. It's uh, that's a grueling uh dueling sort of task but definitely uh pays in the end and man i can't wait to see that thing um and where it's going to be at uh a month from now let alone uh as you progress when, when do you get time to work on it with uh with your boy does does your boy come out and get a gonna help you beat on a he little will bit be. right now i'm thrashing throwing metal everywhere right i'm in that stage where yeah, you know there's yeah, yeah. debris all over my shop it's in my hair it's <laughs> in my ears you know in my lungs um, you know, so it's everywhere. So probably not the best for a kindergartner at the moment, but, uh, once I've got, you know, the sharp edges kind of, you know, dulled down and I've got the metal, yeah. you know, cleaned up the bolting parts on, man, he's going to have a riot. It's going to be fun. He loves, uh, building Dude, stuff. So this will be cool. We got to do a podcast on injuries obtained by working on cars. Cause this weekend I'm, I'm welding up a striker plate. The striker and stuff in my 69 Dodge Charger, it was all jacked up, and I never paid too much attention to it, and I got into it, and it was a bigger mess than what I thought. So I had to weld in a plate and, and go in from the, you know, the back of the, uh, the driver's side um, door there on the, on the little side panel on the back seat. Going it that way. Anyway, I'm welding on it, bro, and I had slag fall down oh, my man. shoe right down behind the tongue. Not once, dude, but four <laughs> separate big old burns on the top part of my ankle, just four in a row, man. And I had four big old holes right in my sock from where slag was dropping down from me welding on the door because <laughs> it was just in the afternoon. I'm, I'm kind of doing an air squat, welding on it, on my little stool, and, and it just happened to be the perfect spot. And Man, I, uh, I, uh, I hope you the best. No injuries and uh, good laughs ahead. I can't wait to see that car shape up and form up and what a cool little moment it is for you to be, be hopping in that thing and firing up your hot rod here in a few months just to uh, just be able to put your kid in it, family in it, and go take that thing for a ride. It's going to be 
It's going to be a very rewarding sort of cruise yeah, for Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping with, you know, a lot of the, the metal work, the grinding, you know, little patch panels, you know, getting the sheet metal back square and getting thing on the ground as a roller, you know, there's still a lot of stuff that's going to fight you. But I'm hoping from that point sure. on, it's a little bit more nuts and bolts, you know, string the wiring, you know, lay the carpet down, you know, those types of things. I can see you got your kids ready to come yeah, play man. out in the garage with you too, man. Yeah, yeah, they're waiting to get out in the cars as well, man. So, all right, where do people follow the build, man? Because I'm sure they like yeah. to see it. How do check people me check out. it I'll out? I'll start posting more on Instagram at Speedbird. Uh, Speedbird, B-Y-R-D. And then Kevin Bird on Facebook. Look at those cuties, man. All right. Awesome sauce. Okay. Here you go. Come here. Oh. And then this is my boy. Okay. Nice. Oh, there's your two helpers, okay. man. You got to train them right. Yeah, my two helpers. All right, man. So, all right, man. And don't forget about TV show every weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is a streaming side. with a great resource to find us. Thanks to our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. He is Kevin Bird, our special guest for today's episode. And I'm Willie B for the Two Guys Garage Yeah, podcast. don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts, thoughts with us on social. We're everywhere at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. The Two Guys Garage podcast, it's a 2023 copyright, Brenton Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Right on, man. So what's the timeline? What's the timeline? How many well, months? Well, we just passed a Hot Rod Power Tour, and I'm thinking I didn't go this year, but it'd be cool to have the thing fully sorted out, driving, maybe some AC, all the creature comforts. And uh, ready to rip on Power Tour next year. That's going to come up fast. Definitely come up fast. Hey, maybe maybe our show will like to do an episode of us doing a Power Tour, me and the wide body, you and your Mustang, baby, rolling. Just saying, that's an, always an option. You just never know. And we'll catch you guys on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Oh, nice. that, hinting, would nice. that would be nice. Right on, planting the seeds. All right, guys. Hope you had some fun with us today, man. Lots to do in the shop. We'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.